name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In our Gospel from Matthew, we could call this Christian Instruction 101. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. He is giving them the basic formula for what they should be doing every day in prayer, not getting gussied up and making a big formal thing about it, but offering a prayer, not just for oneself, but for others for the sake of the world. And that wonderful phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Not give me a big freezer so I can buy everything I think I need at BJ's or Costco, but give us this day our daily bread. And how important it is in this time, in this critical time where we live in a place where we know that the church is changing, our lives are changing, there is war around us, we are anxious. Some of us are anxious about gas prices or all sorts of other things. Many of you are worried whether you'll get through this next class. I always did. And I can tell you your faculty members are thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> so we're in a space of hearing Jesus's living as a disciple 101, and yet we often want to get to some bigger, more amazing thing. In our indigenous communities, we talk a lot about how differently we teach than in the normative communities, in that we believe that children are sacred, and so they are not necessarily punished as much as brought everywhere with folks. If you go to places where there are um, a church, you will find that the children are often quiet, but kind of scrambling around in various different places in the church. The expectation is they are taught as they learn, as the parents learn and they grow. I had the opportunity to do a training a couple years ago before the pandemic in Navajo land, and it was for our lay leaders and all about leading um, the worship, whether it was morning prayer or participating in a Eucharist, going through all the basics. And we had about five kids from the age of three to about 15 with us, and they loved the thurible, by the way. <laughs> and we didn't burn anything down, thanks be to God. So I want to reflect on what it means to stay in this place of Jesus teaching his disciples how to be his followers. When um, several years ago, before the pandemic, our oldest grandchild, Lily, um, was staying with us over Easter break. We called it grandparents camp. Um, she was about four and a half, not quite five. And I was driving with my oldest daughter, her auntie, Emily, and she was in the back seat in her car seat. And all of a sudden she started screaming. 
I mean, this girl has a set of lungs. And we thought something was terribly wrong, and Emily said, Lily, what's the matter? What's the matter? She said, I finally, I finally learned how to make the Y in my name. She had been sitting in the back seat working on writing Lily over and over again, and she finally got it, and her joy was her scream. I'm not encouraging seminarians or anybody studying here to start screaming when you finally figure something out. But I wonder whether the disciples didn't embrace this prayer with great joy. We call it the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually the disciples' prayer. It's what they were given to get them through the day. The request for daily bread, the forgiveness. It was their bit of wisdom and power that they could use wherever they were, and we have had it handed down to us from generation to generation, and we take it for granted sometimes, but we have no idea what power it has. We are all learners, folks, and most of us, me included, haven't really made it out of the basics. And just when we think we have, it's time to return again to those basics. In many senses, for me, that's what Lent is all about. Not getting caught up in the things that distract me, but allowing God to work within me and to go to those deep places of basic reflection and basic life with Christ. Another story from my own life, and my kids complain a lot um, that, you know, the problem with being a priest kid, a bishop's kid, is, you know, they get talked about in sermons, so... Um, I can guarantee my dad talked about us in her sermon, so it's, um, you know, passing it on. But my oldest daughter, Emily, was slow in learning to ride the bicycle. Now, some of you were probably picked it up really quickly, but um, Emily kind of fought the instruction, um, and we lived in a row house in Baltimore, in a with an alley and an alleyway, and so I would, after school, help her. It was an old bike with a banana seat, remember those? Um, and I just, you know, walk behind her and hopefully let go, but she would never let me let go. Well, it was May or so. The trees were in blossom, and um, maybe it was a little even later. It was before the end of the school year, but it was... Um, fully getting on late spring to summer. And so we had done this day after day after day. Um, and I finally let go of her. It was a little, little tiny rake, you know, gentle slope. And I let go of her and the, we had metal trash cans. And so she went about 20 feet and collided with the trash cans. She was not going very fast and just sort of tipped over. And the trash cans made a terrible noise. And she got up and she looked down and she was covered in red. And she started screaming because she thought it was blood. She'd actually smashed the cherries from the cherry tree that hung over where our trash cans were. But you know, that's an awful lot like our learning process, isn't it? 
we get to those places where we make a step forward and then some terrible or seemingly terrible disaster happens. And Jesus reminds us, his disciples, to go back to the basics. In your darkest moments, you can say, Our Father, who art in heaven. In your most excited moments, you can say that. You can start saying that in some place, and everybody in the room will join you. It will change the way you do things if you pray a simple prayer every day, every moment, every time you are afraid or frustrated or feel like you're not learning anything. We are in a place in this time in Lent where God invites us to put ourselves completely in the arms of God, to not try to fix everything or everybody, to not try to fix ourselves, because God has love for us beyond our understanding. We just need to communicate with our God, even though God knows, our creator knows more about us than we are willing to admit. God is more ready than we are to love, more ready to turn and face the most difficult things. God is always ready for our misery and our fear and our joys. So I want to end by singing you another hymn. And I need to tell you that, I don't know if you know this, but we learn to sing before we learn to talk. And so music for all of us, and for me in particular, is the place I go when the words have failed, when things that I can't fix or I can't change, where I don't know what to do with. The ancient music always rolls over my heart and helps me to find a place where Jesus is calling us. So I invite you as we come to the end of this quiet day to not worry about advanced Greek or Hebrew or theology or any other concern, but today, concern yourself with prayer. Concern yourself with the basics. Concern yourself with the things that you can handle, that you can remember, that you memorized when you were little, the things that will help you get through this time. The rest of the world needs us to be in prayer. The rest of the world desperately needs all of us to be in prayer and putting everything in the hands of God. And it goes like this. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like seas below roll, whatever my lot thou hast caused me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is.
Amen.